welcome to another episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about how comics and pop culture impact life and society, and vice versa. Coming to you from deep in the heart of Texas, my name is Kevin, and joining me in the virtual funhouse Zoom room is my good buddy Sean in Indiana. Hello! That's super creepy. (laughs) Before we get started with this episode, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, and follow us on social media, at Caption Life, on both Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Reddit. Uh, You can also find more info about us and our past episodes at thecaptionlife.com. Today's episode, we wanted to start with a a very important milestone. It may not seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal to us. Uh, We want to spend a special shout out to all of our listeners because we recently passed the 2,000 downloads uh, mark across all of our podcast networks. So we want to say a special thank you to everyone who is listening and to those who come back for more every month. Yes, thank you, everybody. We love it. That's a huge deal. Yeah, it's been this has been a lot of fun to do, and uh, I know that our audience isn't big, but I I want to I you know I hope that they're loyal, and I hope that they're telling their friends about it because uh, you know I don't I don't expect that we would ever get rich off of this, but it is cool to <laughs> put something out there that connects with people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's why you know we started the podcast is that we just want to you know share our interests and and just take everybody along for the ride and have that discussion, which, you know, we've been enjoying, you know, growing from doing this in our, you know, closets in our house when mm-hmm. we first started. Right? right. And now we're, you know, growing a lot more with listeners and with plays and we're doing more social media stuff and videos and things like that. So um, it's been a lot of fun and I'm just really glad that everybody has been enjoying what we've been putting out there and, and uh, just great listening to people, what they have to say That's right. about all the things that we're talking about. So it's always like a discussion that we're having, not just between you and me and our guests, but with everybody that's listening too. So, so it's been, it's been a blast and we really want to thank everybody for supporting us on that. Thank you. Yes. The caption life universe is always expanding. And yep. we say, we say thank you. If this is your first episode, if you just found us, go back to the caption find one of the older episodes. We've got two dozen Great episodes. No, three dozen. This is episode 36. We have three dozen. Okay, so there are 36 episodes. We probably have at least two dozen that are good. Okay. Right. So like, if we're batting, if we're batting six, if we're batting 666, you know, we're doing two thirds, which I, right. it, that's, that's a Hall of Fame. So, right. Uh, yeah. But so thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, real quick before we get into our episode about Universal um, in Orlando, I, I do want to give a shout out to somebody that I met down there. Um, this person, Jesus, works at um, Sapphire Falls in the cafe there. I think it's called the New Dutch Training Company. And um, I was wearing a Batman shirt. Actually, I think it was this one at the time. I was wearing a Batman shirt because we're because we're dorks, and you probably have more than one Batman shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that's that's what the sad thing is like I always have to think of like which Batman shirt or what Superman mm-hmm. shirt was I wearing that day. Um I'm pretty sure it was this one because um he saw it and he and I were both talking about um that day, that's when the director of the Flash movie that's coming out released a picture of the uh, 1992 Michael Keaton uh, Batman uh, symbol with the little blood splatter on there. It's supposed to be really reminiscent of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And so he had just released that picture. So he saw this and so we started talking about it. We had a really good conversation and I told him about our podcast and he was really interested. So I told him that we would give him a shout out, um, you know, because of that interest and everything. And so uh, we just want to say thank you for. <laughs> For you know, talking to me about that and for listening to ourselves. So, and he was really great. He was, you know, really friendly and approachable, and um, it was really great to talk to that whole week. So, thank you very much, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, so, Sean mentioned what we're going to talk about on this episode, uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to discuss uh, our, our vacation to uh, Universal Studios. So, full disclosure if you haven't listened and you don't know our story, Sean and mm-hmm. I met on Twitter uh, a few years ago. And um, we've been doing the podcast now for two years. We mm-hmm. had never actually met uh, up until two weeks ago uh, at the beginning of June. And it just so happened that we ended up um, planning separate trips to <laughs> Universal Studios in Orlando, um, separate from each other. But somehow it managed to overlap so that we could actually uh, get a chance to hang out. 
Um, right. And we, we tried to coordinate some time that we could spend together. Our families could spend together. Um, and I will, I want to tell the, the story of how we met physically the first time. Um, <laughs> that sounds so bad. I know, right? <laughs> how we met physically. Well, like in person, how we met in right. person. It was very physical. <laughs> That's better. Because, because Sean was, Sean was waiting in line to fill up his, uh, Coke freestyle cup. And yep. I, I saw him, uh, standing there above the crowd because he's six, six. And yeah. I just, I nonchalantly walked up and fully embraced him from behind, like two friends, <laughs> like two friends who had known each other their whole lives. And he wait, was wait, I, 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 nonchalantly. I, I, I felt like you ran up to me. And gave I me was a trying hug. to sneak up behind you so that you okay. didn't notice me, but I was, I was a very carefree <laughs> attitude. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sean was probably freaked out a little bit about like, who is this? Uh, <laughs> but you probably had a guess, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't Riley. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a tall man, but I'm taller than Riley. <laughs> so, right. yeah, we we uh, we were at uh, Universal Studios and we thought, you know, that, uh, you know, this is not something that we normally talk about, but it's in the realm of the things that we're interested in and mm-hmm. um, and pop culture. And and we thought we would we wanted to do a podcast where we talk a little bit about um, a little bit about our experience uh, there. Um, and. Uh, you know, Sean and I are both theme park people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm a I'm a Disney aficionado, uh, and so is Sean. Mm-hmm. And we've both uh, we've both made separate trips to uh, Disney World in the past, and we might plan a joint one in the future uh, yes. because we did have a, a really good time hanging out. We um, did. And but, our families got to got along really well too. Like our kids became instant best friends, best right? buddies. If I if my memory yes. serves me correctly, because <laughs> yes, then, right. Riley loved Madden and Caroline so much that we were at the Spider-Man ride and he wanted to get them the best buddies dog tag and, and have one for himself. So, so we went ahead and bought that. And that was like the first day, same day that we met each other. So, <laughs> which coincidentally Madden has worn his best buddy dog tag ever since. And it's been about two weeks now. And uh-huh. the, the best buddy part has worn off. Like, I'm Oh little, my God. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed with, but I'm not surprised, but like that just right. goes to show you that he really, it, it really, it really mattered to him. Um, oh, that's awesome. So I'll make sure to tell Riley that. So I actually found out about, um, like the deal that we got to go to universal from, from you. And, mm-hmm. uh, they don't offer this deal anymore, but at the time they were offering, um, a, a season pass option, that that allowed you to go for 15 months instead of 12. Right. And so we both jumped on. We both jumped on this. Um, I actually talked my my wife into it after you talked me into it, and then <laughs> we ended up talk. We ended up talking her nearly her entire family into right. joining us, which I will admit had had its ups and downs. It's really hard to like to plan a vacation for a group of 12 people. Yeah. Um, but we we had a really good time. Um, and I I kind of just want to kickstart this. Uh, this conversation about, about universal, um, with like, with what draws me to, to theme parks like this. Um, there's a lot of discussion amongst theme park fans about the use of intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of Disney groups are split on whether or not they should be retheming rides to, um, update, you know, to, to link to with current movies and stuff. Um, but one of the things that I, I really like, um, at Universal is they don't make any bones about it. Their slogan actually used to be, you know, come to Universal and ride the movies. Right. Um, <laughs> and they have some really great intellectual property that they offer there. Um, mm-hmm. And every park does. I mean, Disney has its built in stuff. Uh, what is it? Um, Six Flags has all the DC characters. They have a lot of roller right. coasters that are based on DC characters and things like that. Right. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Knott's Berry Farms in California has the Peanuts gang. Um, oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, and and then at and at um, at SeaWorld they have uh, Sesame Street. So no like, kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can like go and meet Elmo at at SeaWorld. Um, thankfully, thankfully that's not it. Like my kids are a little bit older now for than, for that. Right. Like, so that's not a draw <laughs> for them. They would rather go um, and see see the other characters. Um, right. but the, the rides at Universal are all built around the movie experience. Right. And for yep. somebody like me, who is a big fan of movies, 
this was this was this is the draw. It's it's going and experiencing something um, that is um, like the film like or like in the same in the same um, realm, but but different and unique and more interactive. Right. Um, and then, you know, Disney World does a great job with some of the things that they're coming out uh, with now. You know, they have the the Tron coaster coming and they have the Guardians of Galaxy ride um, mm-hmm. that that seem like they're really, really cool. And they'll probably be, you know, at the top of our must do list the next time we go. But there are a lot of things mm-hmm. at Universal that I I really, really um, I really, really liked. And it's because it gives you like that satisfaction of like sitting in the theater and experiencing something on the screen for the first time, but in a really, really unique and more immersive way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting because as you were talking about with like the new rides that they're coming out with at Disney and, and universal with, um, you know, specifically with Hagrid's, um, Fantastic Beast mm-hmm. motorbike ride and their new one, Velocicoaster, which Sarah and I was able to go ride on. I don't know if you all got to ride no, on it No, we didn't get a chance to ride it. Right. Yeah. Um, it seems like the new thing that they're doing with roller coasters is trying to make it not a roller coaster. And what I mean by that is, you know, the traditional roller coaster is in a box where you sit down. It's almost like you're in a car without a hood, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like the traditional roller coaster. But with something like Hagrid's motorbike, you are strapped in into a motorbike or the carriage right next to it. Velocicoaster is interesting because um, it's a roller coaster that goes upside down, but you're just sitting on a seat and then there's an overhead lap belt that goes under, but there's not a shoulder belt. And so even though you're going upside down, there's nothing that's really holding you from the shoulders, but you feel a lot more free when you're going upside down and doing all the twists and stuff like that, because it almost feels like you're not being held down by anything basically uh, because you're not in that traditional coaster. And and Disney's doing the same thing with Tron and with guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, I think a lot of those, they're trying to coin the term story coaster. Something, yes. something that is exciting and is a thrill ride, but is more immersive, like the dark rides of of yesteryear are. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's just, it's just interesting to see as they're building new rides. It's they're really thinking about how to make it more different than what they've been doing, not just with the story or the intellectual property, but just with the coaster itself, and make it feel like it's a lot more immersive that way. So, yeah. All right. So uh, we've got a couple of bullet points we want to run through real quick. Uh, and we'll start with asking you, Sean, this, and we'll both, we'll both yeah. talk about it. Um, let's talk about your resort. What did you like and dislike about your resort? Yeah. So uh, we stayed at Sapphire Falls and one of the jaws for that is one, we had a really good deal on it. I mean, Sarah does all of our travel planning and gets all the deals and everything. And she got a really good deal um, with us getting that. And um, one of the things I really liked about it is that it was really close to the park that it allowed you to either take a water taxi to the park, which was really nice. I mean, it's different than getting on a, a bus that's closed off and everything. And then you're, you know, kind of pinned up against people right next to you. Um, the water taxi was a little bit more open and w- was only about a five minute ride. Um, or if the boat was running behind or if it got full, like you could walk there and it was about a 10 to 12 minute walk. Um, it's longer. If you follow the signs that universal put up to tell you how to get to the hotel. Cause I did that one time and it took me twice as long to follow the signs that they give you than it does if I just kind of stuck, um, took the path right next to the river where the water taxi goes through. So if I just stick with the river, I pretty much got there in about 10 minute walk, whereas the signs pretty much takes you in a really long direction and it takes you back to the front of the hotel, whereas the water taxi entrance is at, is at the back of it. So, um, I think that was a, that was a big park. The, the big perk, the rooms were nice. Um, but the couple of things that I was not a fan of um, were three things, mainly. One, the dining options were not great. Um, they had they had a formal dining place that we never actually tried out, but it just seemed a little bit formal. They had a, a bar that you could go in with a family and get like, you know, not even pub food, just appetizers. Mm-hmm. And then they had like a small little store where you can get like snacks and stuff like that. But it just seemed like it wasn't really a great option for dining. Um, 
the other issue I had was um, the Wi-Fi. The when we set up the Wi-Fi, like in most hotels, they usually let you, you know, sign up with the Wi-Fi for free, and that's part of the perk of being there. But when we signed up for the Wi-Fi at the hotel, it was two options. There was a freemium option. The free option is that you could have five devices connected. And um, it w- they said it wasn't ideal for streaming movies, or you can pay like eight bucks a day and you can have up to eight devices connected and it was ideal for streaming. So we didn't want to pay for it. So we connected to the free Wi-Fi and it's actually did fine with streaming the movies. And so mm-hmm. that was a big deal. But the, the deal of it was that once you connected your devices, those were like the only devices you could use. Otherwise, if you're adding a six one on there, then you have to kick them off. So for us, we had me, my wife, Riley and then our friend Sarah who are all there and so if you think about like each one of us have our own devices but then like I had an iPad um, in addition to my phone and then also computers because we're still working and so we had easily more than eight devices so I didn't like the fact that you know they were trying to upcharge you for internet when like most places is pretty much free the last thing I'm going to have an issue with is that they do not provide a microwave at all in the hotel like not in the room or Mm -hmm. in the lobby so oh, wow. if you if you wanted a microwave, you had to pay fifteen dollars a night to have them install it in your room, wow. and so I felt like that was just a really like cheap way to upcharge. And because like if you have leftovers, you want to warm them up and eat them later. But you know because they took away the microwave, you either have to pay fifteen bucks, which is essentially a meal, to use it per night, or you just got rid of your leftovers and you got something else to eat mm-hmm. you know so yeah so I, w- I wasn't it was okay i wasn't thrilled with it i don't, I don't know if i would stay back there again or not i'm, I'm still kind of on the fence on it but I, I wasn't really terribly impressed by it so yeah um i i know the name of the game with the upcharge thing for sure because i think a lot of the resorts especially ones that are attached to um destination like theme parks like universal mm-hmm. and disney that's that is their mo um we stayed across the street from sean uh, mm-hmm. at the Cabana Bay Beach Resort, which we, which we really loved. Um, we picked that because it was the, the place where the rest of our group was going to be able to get, uh, into. And, mm-hmm. um, it worked out really, really well because they have a lot of amenities that were, um, that were really great. Uh, on the flip side of Sean's complaint, we had, um, we had a Starbucks in the lobby and then there was also, um, a kind of like a, like choose your own, choose your own um choose your options food court uh mm-hmm. well you know the place there was a deli for sandwiches and then there was a place for pizza and a place for burgers and things like that right um and it was it, it was it was resort price so it was a little bit expensive but it was um for you know if you're if you've done trips like this before it was it was a decent value and and i will say that there were a lot of options that were really really good um yeah. especially especially at breakfast i like i like breakfast Oh yeah, um, the, your guys' breakfast option was great. <laughs> um, on the flip side, okay, so the other plus for me is the two pools that they offer at the Cabana Bay Beach Resort. They have mm-hmm. one pool that has a lazy river, which um, the lazy river was really, really cool, um, but it was also really, really cold. <laughs> right, yeah. Because <laughs> every time that Sean and I would uh, try to go through the lazy river, um, we would make it like a lap or two and be like, no, this is too cold. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the other the other thing that... Um, the the one thing that I dislike, well, I didn't have a microwave in my room either, but at Cabana Bay, they offer a family style suite that has a, a larger refrigerator and a microwave in it. Um, mm-hmm. we just, that wasn't an option when we booked, um, when we booked this, mm-hmm. um, the thing that I disliked the most about it was how big the resort is. The Cabana Bay beach resort was, is enormous. Right. Um, it is it is set up kind of like a mid-century like late 50s early 60s like Miami Beach um mm-hmm. motif and it's very cool it's very visually striking but it is like it's a walk and a half from where we were at at the end of the property back to like the bus stop or the main um the main lobby and things like that so um there were pluses and minuses i would i would say um but i would i would definitely say that i would go back and actually i've already We've already booked a trip in September to be able to take <laughs> advantage of our um, advantage of our our season pass, and uh, mm-hmm. we are we're staying at Cabana Beach again, but we're going to stay in one of the family suites where you get to check that out. So, yeah. Um, what what what? Let's talk about the parks themselves because we probably had some similar experiences with how busy 
the park was, um, considering, mm-hmm. you know, that we're coming out of uh, a pandemic. But what are some of the things outside of the rides? What are some of the things that you liked and dislike about the actual park? Yeah. So what I like about the park was that it was pretty, it was a decent size enough to where you had a lot of things, but you could go to both and do both in a, in a single day if you wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a really strong point for them. And one thing I like that they do is they offer um, popcorn and drinks that you can refill. And so you, you pay like a, like a, a fee up front or where you, you purchase the cup for like 10 bucks. And then um, after that you get unlimited drinks and then you just reactivate it. I think, you know, for like three bucks or mm-hmm. five bucks or something like that every day. Um, and then you get all the unlimited drinks that you want. You do the same thing with popcorn as well too. Um, the one thing I did that I experienced, I didn't like that I think is a, a fault um, that hopefully is not going to stay for very long, but I think it's just uh, because of the situation that we're in is that just like what you were saying earlier, it was very crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason why things felt so long when it was crowded is that when you go to like food places specifically, yes, is that the lines were really long and it took forever to get things in. Come to find out, you know, it seemed like they opened up the, uh, the capacity, but didn't have the staff to really match with it as well too, because when we're waiting in line to get drinks, it took them forever. There are some places that weren't open when the park was open or closed, you know, two or three hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and their fountain drinks, the freestyle drinks that you're able to fill up the cups with. Um, most of the time it was either not, it didn't have ice it didn't have the um, like most of the drinks that we wanted, like because Sarah and I only drink a couple of drinks, but but it would be out of a lot of drinks. So not just the ones that we wanted, but you look at the screen and there is probably a quarter of the drinks that was available that they had listed. And that wasn't at just one machine. It was like 75 percent of the machines yeah. that we went to was always like that. And so it was it was very um, frustrating that yes. that would be my biggest knock for the experience that we had within the park. Um, And you mentioned them like raising capacity. And I think that that, I think that that's a misnomer and I, I want to call universal out on it a little bit, but here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though they say they're raising capacity, capacity just means it's the most people that the park can handle. Most of the parks in central Florida like that don't reach capacity Mm -hmm. with the exception of certain days of the year, Christmas day, new year's day, like there are really, really busy days of the year that they reach capacity. But right. other than that, other than that, capacity, the, the notion of capacity only matters when it's fully maxed out or when it's severely limited. When they were doing 25 and 35 percent of capacity. Right. What I think we experienced was a regular June day. Um, or maybe even slightly busier because people have been like, Oh, you know, we can finally go out and do things and they're going to the parks and they're, they're, they're taking trips. Um, but we experienced a a regular to busy June day that, Mm -hmm. that they weren't ready for. Right. And there were a number of like food locations, um, that were either not open or they were working at like limited capacity um, there were a number of places like the, like the stands, like either a popcorn stand or a snack stand within the park that you, that were just empty. You walk past several of them to find one that was working. And then, right. um, for what it costs to do the, the, the Coke freestyle refill cups, they were, I mean, they were just so under, oh, they were overwhelmed with the number of people that were in line. They couldn't keep up with demand. Right. And right. so at, at a little bit, you felt like by investing that money, you didn't get your um, your money's worth out of it. Right. And now, with go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say one thing I will say in somewhat defense of that is that when we got back home, Sarah had said that she went to like a Facebook group that she was a part of and she mm-hmm. saw that people had posted the same thing and someone had said that it was actually more of a Coca-Cola issue than it was universal that Coca-Cola's gotcha. had been having trouble, like I guess shipping out their products and stuff like that. Um, which we understand to a certain extent, but at that point it's like, 
But if you're still charging full price and you know that you're not getting the products coming in that should be like you should either reduce it or put on hold or something like that. But you shouldn't charge people full price when you know that there there's going to be an issue with allowing giving people options the way that they usually have. So, right. yeah, my two um, cents on that. And and I will. I will say that, like, you know, in defense of like, you know, the, the situation well, not in defense of the situation, but as an addendum, um, mm-hmm. the food was actually, was actually really good. Um, yeah. Some of the better theme park food that I've ever had. Um, I know that, um, there was a day where, where we had ridden, um, the, the Popeye and Bluto's bilge rat barge, which if, you, <laughs> if, you've, ever, if you've ever ridden that, you get completely <laughs> soaked. There's no way. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like Thanos. It's inevitable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Destiny but, has arrived. <laughs> but afterwards we, we got in line to get a blimpy burger or a wim- mm-hmm. wimpy burger, wimpy burger. Yes. Wimpy burger. It's Popeye yeah. themed. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm not gonna lie that the Wimpy Burger um, was one of the one of the best hamburgers I've ever had in, especially inside of a cheese park. Now it may have been that it was hot and we were really hungry, and you just get to that <laughs> place where you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is really good." But no, the, right. the the burger and the curly fries there at the Wimpy Burger were were top notch. And you know they have a lot of like fine dining establishments. My family and I went to um, Toothsome. Uh, the Chocolate Emporium there, which is a really cool steampunk looking building there in um, yeah, uh, in the City Walk, um, and the food was the food was excellent, um, and the dessert was the dessert was even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's you know I, I'm not gonna complain about the 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 products, you know what they were offering. It's just it seemed it seemed that everybody was really really understaffed. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll agree with you on that too. It seems like. The food at Universal for um, the other compared to the other theme parks that we've been to, like Disney, it's definitely they definitely have the upper hand on that mm-hmm. because it's I, I feel like, you know, especially Disney, which is really surprising. I know that their food tends to be pretty similar, whether you mm-hmm. get it in like whatever park you're at or even in the resort. But with Universal, what I like is that there was just a lot of like fresh options that were mm-hmm. like really diverse. Um, and the quality seemed like it was actually higher than what you typically see in a theme park as well, too. So, yeah. It, um, so yeah, I agree with that. I think their food um, in terms of quality and everything is that is really um, uh, superb on their end. So, um, okay. So here's the, here's the meat and potatoes this is what the people want to know. Yeah. Let's talk about our favorite and least favorite rides. Yes. <laughs> um I will I will say that I didn't get a chance to ride everything. I rode a lot of it, but uh I did experience uh some issues with with my size and not being able to ride some of the rides. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself in um in a similar situation, that's something that you can be aware of. Um for the for the most part I fa- I find that the rides at Universal were a lot more restrictive in the space um, than than rides than similar rides at at Disney World, mm-hmm. um, and I know that the rides at Universal are touted a little bit more as thrill rides. Uh, but some of the things I didn't fit in were not related to like my like my gut, of which I I mean obviously I have one, but like the my legs and hips um, didn't fit. Right. It didn't fit either, and I would venture to say that I could lose fifty to sixty-five pounds, and they still might not because that's just the way that I'm shaped. Right. So um, I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, put an asterisk on on some of these. But um, there were, I did, I did have some, I did have a really good time riding them. Um, I think I would think that my, I think my favorite. Uh, well, I'll say my favorite thing about riding the rides. Um, at Universal was was my daughter Caroline's reaction to all of them because especially mm-hmm. the ones that are 3D she just loved all of them right um, but I think my favorite of those is the Transformers ride mm-hmm. um, and there are there are there are several rides there that kind of operate on the same uh, the same platform the same kind of mechanics and whatnot um, the Transformer ride uh, is to me is great it's better than most of the transformer films like the story and the backstory (laughs) right because i like transformers (laughs) one and i i like transformers three 
but everything else until you, I guess Bumblebee's pretty good. The movie, but everything yeah, else is good. Everything else is garbage. <laughs> um, they're just they're just over overinflated uh, firework shows, and they don't have a lot of substance in them. But there's a right. good story um, that that comes with the with the Transformers ride. You the the you know it mimics actually being inside of a Transformer. Yeah. Um, and the the 3D and the practical effects used in the ride are really really great. It's a very very immersive uh, experience. So right, that'll be the that'll be my favorite pick. What what would be yours? Well, I I want to comment on your Transformer ride, and I'll say that I actually <laughs> wasn't really impressed with Transformer. And and mm-hmm. I'll share this is that I remember. We were trying to tell Riley what the Transformer ride was like because he asked, like, you know, oh, what was it like? And I was like, oh, you've been on it before. And he's like, yeah, but I can't remember. And then I looked at Sarah. I was like, I can't remember what it was like either, you know? So it wasn't memorable for us. And then when we wrote it again, we remembered, like, why it wasn't memorable. is because it was pretty much cookie cutter of the Spider-Man ride that's yeah. in Marvel Island, you know? It's like even the cars were pretty much operate the it's, same way. It's also very similar to uh, Green, the Escape from Green Guts. Like, uh, it uses a very similar, um, like, structure and car. Yeah, it, it it does. But, I mean, Green Guts still has a lot more, like, variety and different it's, kind of experience. It's ramped up a notch. Right, a okay. lot. Whereas I, I feel like you could go on Transformers, <laughs> Spider Man. It's pretty much the same ride, yeah. just different story. I will or, admit that Green Guts was one of the rides that I was. I I actually sat down, but I didn't fit, so I was asked right. to get off. So yeah. well, and you know, it's and just I was weird disappointed because I love Harry Potter, but I know, yeah. Well, and it and it's you know now I know whenever they're making new um, roller coasters I will appreciate because I'm the same way as well too because of my size being so tall that there's some rides I just can't ride like mm-hmm. either you know it doesn't click down far enough or it's just not comfortable but I know with the new rides I what I specifically appreciate is that the older ones tend to have like one lap bar for like the whole row of people mm-hmm. now they're doing it for individual like seats which makes it a lot more I feel like safer because like when I'm sitting next to Riley on a ride and we're using the lap belt, like, because I'm such a bigger guy, he still has about eight inches of space between him and the lap bars. I'm like holding on to him for dear life to make sure he doesn't fly out of the car. But now they have the individual, uh, lap belts that they're making. I feel like it does a couple things. One, every person is more secure, but two, it gives you a lot more space to work with if you're a different body type. So, yeah. Um, but going back to your question, my favorite ride, um, Honestly, it, right now at Universal, it's the Velocicoaster, just because it's very different from anything else you've ever experienced. Um, I think it's just, it's really, really cool. Um, and it's, it's just a different ride altogether because it, it has like all the traditional like loops and spins and stuff like that. But there are like some parts of the ride where you don't even realize like you're upside down until like three seconds in and you're just like, Oh crap, you know, and, and it goes really fast. Um, just like, you know, any of the other theme parks, um, Universal did a good job of setting up the environment to be a lot more immersive. And and uh, what's really cool is when you first take off, it looks like the Velociraptors are like right next to you because they have built in screens um, to make it you know run with you uh, at, like they're in a cage or something like that. So and, and I would say the movements felt very much like how a Velociraptor would move as well too. You know, so it was really cool how whoever designed this seemed to had an idea of like how to make it seem like you're moving the same way the Velociraptor would move as well too. So I thought it was just really neat how they designed all of it from the entrance all the way through the actual ride experience and how authentic it seemed in terms of this is a Velociraptor coaster and you felt like you're running like a Velociraptor. So yeah. Um, Yeah. I have, I didn't get a chance to ride the Velocicoaster. Uh, we were there the, the around the time that they actually did the grand opening. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you got to ride it when they were doing the soft opening. Um, right. I will I will say this: we had a very cool experience with the whole opening of the Velocicoaster because you did. Uh, Universal is owned by Universal owns you know NBC. They had some celebrities there uh, to ride the roller coaster and to do some media stuff. And uh, my kids and I got to meet uh, Keenan Thompson from SNL. Yes, uh, which. Was a was a really cool experience for my kids. My son Madden um, recognized him immediately and ran up 
and ask for a picture. And he was extremely gracious and, and really sweet. That's uh, awesome. To my, to my kids. My daughter, Caroline said, Hey, I watch you on SNL. And I half <laughs> expected him to be like, you probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but he was, he was super cool. Right. Um, and the only thing I'll add to all of that is like my honorable mention for my, uh, my favorite ride is, is gotta be ET because, oh, yeah. because it's a classic dark ride. It's the, it's the only thing that's there. That's one of the only rides. It's the only ride there. And one of the only kind of attractions that's, that's there left from when the park opened in 1989, which is over 30 years ago. Right. And it's just a really fun experience, especially to share with, uh, with your kids. Yeah. But so, so going back to Keenan Thompson real quick, and I'm going to go back to the ET uh-huh. ride. See, if I saw Keenan Thompson, I would have been like, Knuckle puck time from Mighty Ducks yeah, too, right. because that was my favorite movie growing up, you know? So it's just funny that they know him from SNL because that's where he's been in. And again, their kids probably shouldn't be watching SNL, <laughs> right? But, you know, I watch SNL growing up as well too. It's, you know, I'm not tra- traumatized, but Keenan Thompson for me will always be um, the knuckle puck kid from D2, mm-hmm. you know? You know, this coincidentally enough is like, if my kids watch that, mm-hmm. um, they, they would probably still recognize him and they'd be like, is that Keenan? Because that movie's right. like 20, 25 years old at this point. And, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look like he's aged at all. Right. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. And, and lost a lot of weight since then too. Yeah. 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 I know his, his face looks pretty much the same. <laughs> pretty much the same. Um, the ET rides. I'm glad you brought that up because I always find it very interesting as a ride, because again, any ride that's based on a movie, you try to mimic like the experience of what happens mm-hmm. in the movie. But that's the one ride where it seemed like they weren't quite sure what else to do to make it a ride. Because halfway through the ride, all of a sudden, you're going through ET's home planet mm-hmm. that you never see in the movie. Nope. And it looks like it's like somebody whoever designed it like halfway through was just like, I'm going to, you know, go on acid real quick. Yeah. <laughs> acid trip. And that's exactly what it felt like. Cause it was just like a bunch of ETs like swinging from vines and branches, the different like alien types, like one looked like a gigantic mushroom with the brim is like a, 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 a mustache basically. Mm-hmm. It was just the weirdest experience. And like the music was weird and, and everything. And so it was just like, it almost felt like it was two separate rides that got smashed together. And just, it's just a very odd ride. Yeah. But, like, you know, you never got to see the sequel to ET in, right. in the theater. So it kind of exists as like the continuation that nobody knows about. That is true. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, Riley loves it and, and he's that he went on the ride before you even saw the movie. So it prompted him to want to watch the movie as well too. But I mean, he loves that ride and he doesn't know any better. And it's still a lot of fun. It's just, I remember when, Sarah when leaning you, over. She's like, was this in the movie? I was like, not at all. <laughs> when you, when you take off above the, the police cars and you're riding over the, 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 the like the light up miniature city. Yeah. That's like the best, the best part. Like you feel, oh, like, yeah. and you're in a, you're in a bicycle and you feel like you're flying. It's, it's legit. One of the coolest things around. Right. Um, what about what about your least favorite ride there? Fast and Furious. <laughs> no yeah, hesitation. It's no just hes- it's it's terrible because it it's it's well I'll say one thing we took Riley on it without knowing like what it was about at all and there's a scenes where like it was probably not appropriate for a 7-year-old to be watching. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um but it's just it was just a terrible ride because it's like the story wasn't great, the feeling experience wasn't that great. It was way too loud for anyone's comfort. Like Riley was like closing his ears. Like most of the time it's just, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just one of those rides. They just need to retheme and like, no one really cares about it. I think it was like really popular and came out because the movie's popular. But I think you know, even with I Fast and Furious 9 that's coming true. out. I don't think that's true. Like I don't think, I don't think it's ever been considered good. I think people were disappointed <laughs> by it when it first came out. And you know, we were there two weeks before Fast and Furious 9 came out like right. i mean it comes out like this week that we're recording um and there wasn't like there was zero fanfare like uh mm-hmm. in regards to the upcoming movie like it it's a black eye in 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 universal studios history yeah um the acting on it is so bad like the yeah. acting in the in the the, the cutscenes and whatnot it is so bad even for like fast and the furious standards <laughs> it right. is terrible like like the Vin Diesel, Vin, like Vin, I'm sorry, like 
This is constructive <laughs> criticism. If you ever hear this, please don't come to my house and fight me. Um, because I'm a big fan of the franchise. I really like the Fast and Furious movies because it's escapism and it's, you know, it's it's like a modern fantasy. Like, it's right. it's a fantasy movie that takes place in our in our grounded reality because right. the the stuff that they do they do doesn't make any sense. Um but the the acting in the ride is just so awful. Yeah. Um and it's, it it almost looks like it was directed by like a junior high like theater teacher who's trying to like convince kids how or teach kids how to overact to right. sell it on stage. It just yeah. it it doesn't it didn't connect. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that ride's been terrible since it came out. One of the rides that um, that I actually really liked, but I was hesitant to ride on um, because I had heard like bad things about it, was actually the Jimmy Fallon ride. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and and I was like, okay, I got to ride it because it's I'm a big fan of the show. I watched a lot of the clips on on YouTube and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'd always heard like, no, don't waste your time on it or whatnot. Here's the deal. There was no wait. Like I wrote right. it twice. I wrote it twice and I just walked on both times. Yeah. It's a very, very cool experience because it mimics what it's like to be in, um, you know, Rockefeller Center and and the, the seats inside the ride actually look like the seats inside the theater mm-hmm. of The Tonight Show. And if you're a fan of the show, it it, it, it you will like it. it is a, it's a 3D motion uh, ride a lot like the other ones are, but it was right. actually, it actually like I was going in with very, very low expectations. So it kind of like blew the roof off of it. Right. Um, because, because I didn't think it was going to be very good. I actually ended up thinking it was great. Yeah. Um, but I'll agree with you. The fast and the furious ride is, is hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So it's Madden and now oh my, God, get out of my review of universal. You, get out of here. Oh, and we're actually physically recording something right now. Go leave. You, you, you like, you like, blend it out. I thought no, it was go, get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's been listening in this whole time, hasn't he? Has he has been sitting at the door, listening probably. Can I sit at the blue couch? Yes, you can sit in. We're, we're almost done. Okay. Uh, so real quick, Kevin. Um, so I posted a question on Reddit um, in the Universal Studios subreddit. And the question was, what ride at Universal should get updated or removed? Because, you know, we've been talking about which ride we didn't like. And I think we talked about the ones we didn't like. And they should really, you know, do something about it. Um, so I posted that question in um, the Universal Studios subreddit. And here's some of the responses that we got. That um, Some of them were really good. And it, it doesn't surprise me, but a lot of them agreed on which one should just get, like, flat out removed or get mm-hmm. rid of. So... Um, somebody suggested, uh, Sofu Blue, um, who's, this was his son's idea or her son's idea. I'm not sure, uh, gender here, but they suggested converting Fast and Furious into a night bus ride, which I think would actually be really cool. The night bus ride from Harry Potter, right? Yeah. It's, it's in the right spot for that too. Yeah. Oh, it would be great for it. So, um, let's see here. Captain Redfish, uh, said remove Fast and Furious. I could go at length about how terrible it is from the completely confusing action to the nonsensical plot of the completely boring everything else. Update E.T. It's a great ride and needs some updated effects and lighting. So I, I that's definitely... Not, that's not a bad idea. As yeah. long as I kept the, the heart and soul of the ride. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Gonturon said all the 1990s Marvel stuff is painfully outdated, which I would agree. No, um, boo. I, I like that stuff. I mean, I like it too, but I mean, it is outdated. Like, especially the Spider-Man ride. It's definitely the, outdated. The Spider-Man Q needs to be updated. And I don't, I mean, I honestly don't think that it would be that hard to like redo like the video that goes along with the ride or like have several options, like the way right. the Star Tours works. Like I right. wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at them for that, but like, it's very obvious to the rest of the stuff um is was existing rides like storm the storm um ride there is the teacup ride right and right. captain or dr doom's fearfall is just a tower drop ride that you could ride at almost any any theme park right um the hulk coaster is cool but it's it's not a story coaster like some of the more modern modern ones are. So yeah, right. there there it does have its knocks, but I love the theming of 
of that land. I wouldn't like if they ever decide to tear down some of those um like those enormous murals of of uh Marvel characters, mm-hmm. I would be one of the first ones to like to bid on bid on one so they could have I'd take that rogue and have it like just <laughs> of course here you in, in my office. Yeah, of course yeah. I would. Well, and I think this person wasn't suggesting getting rid of it. I think they're just saying it, update it from the 1990s to something that, uh, more modern. I yeah. can agree with that. I just, I don't want to, I honestly, you know that, you know, Marvel is owned by their biggest competitor now. So it's a very, it's a very um, kind of like sticky situation. I just, I, I don't know how much it would cost to revamp that whole land to something else. Right. And the way that. The way that the the park works is everything is in a circle. So right. if they had to close everything to remodel that, but you still have to walk through it right. in order to get to other parts of the park. Uh, that to me is a logistical nightmare. To me, I'm like, yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay your your licensing fee, Marvel, right. just to keep <laughs> it because it's that's easier than the headache that it would take to um to to redo it. Right. Um. Paul. 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 Said, oh, Paul, Paul, Paul. Yes, Paul, Paul, Paul. So that's the this person's username. It says, it is time for Simpsons to get either a major overhaul or be replaced entirely, which I agree. I thought that when the land got updated, adding the various restaurants and a flat ride, the Simpsons ride was going to get a great facelift, but it never happened. I really dislike the animation style of the ride. And for a property that I love so much, I always skip this one while I'm there. And I agree because... When I go on it, I get so nauseous from watching it that I have to close my eyes, and it's just it's terrible. <laughs> um, um, yeah, the the Simpsons ride. I every time I've ridden it, though, there's a, a ridiculously long and slow moving ride uh, line for line. it, right? And I've even had fast passes, and it's either broken down or some something has like really really slowed it down, um, and. I, that's another one that it, it belongs to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like the, the intellectual property belongs to somebody else. I think the, the Simpsons land with like the, the themed restaurants, like being able to go to Krusty Burger or Moe's Tavern is flipping phenomenal. Right. But the, the ride itself, and it's got a big footprint. That building is huge. Right. But it, it does. It's, it, it does lack something. And, and once again, it's just another 3d, like motion motion ride. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am Drubaka said in universal studios, fast and furious enough said, exactly. <laughs> yes. And islands deadly do right. Now hear me out is what he says. Love the ride, but it's the only thing keeping the comic strip area alive. Retheme that and Bluto's and you'll be fine. So, okay. The comic strip thing is a, is a cool idea. Like it's very nostalgic, mm-hmm. but it is, it is one of the things like, think about this. What are, what do you, what do you know comic strips from? Right. It's from newspapers. Right. And what, what is nearly obsolete in this country now is newspapers, is newspapers or, or so, physically papers. Yeah. Physical papers. Yeah. So like, it's, it's like one of those things that like the younger age kids don't know who those things those things are right yeah they, they i didn't, I didn't introduce them all to riley and tell them who they are and explain yeah. that yeah they don't and you know what there's not a calvin and Hobbes ride there right like <laughs> just disrespecting the greats so. i know but um, I, I can i can see that i can but once again like it costs a fortune that dudley do right ride has so much um theming mm-hmm. it would cost a fortune to 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 refurb that right and you'd probably have to close it for a year right um, and then the last person that I'll mention here is Master Pat said in Islands of Adventure, Poseidon's Fury. I like the concept and it's unique, but the entire zone feels out of place and the size of it could be used for something else. And to be fair, like this is me saying it now, not uh, Master Pat, but I mean, to be fair, like some of those, I think Poseidon's Fury has been shut down for such a long time. So I don't yeah. think it's ever going to come back. Yeah. So I agree. So well, I, I actually, I guess I would have to go and watch a video online because the two times that I've been like, I don't think the first time I, I don't know what, didn't know what it was. And the second time I had read enough to people are like, Oh, it's terrible. Right. Avoid it. Right. So, so yeah, well, I can, I can see them like the place where the, the little land where Poseidon's fury is at. I can see them retheming that area with something different a whole lot faster. 
Right. Um, but you know, they have the universal has the, the, I, uh, what is the, what is the new thing that they've got building? What's it called? Do you remember? The new building. Oh, the, the Epic Island. Epic. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, epic adventure. Yes. Epic adventure. Yes. So they've got that in the works. So, you know, their, their capital is already tied up with, with other other building projects, I would imagine that the other two parks stay re- mostly unchanged for the next three to five years because they're investing they're, in that right they're now. They're investing other in other places, All right? So, so well, thank you everybody who responded on Reddit. We really appreciate hearing everybody's thoughts. Yeah, and, man, but we agree with a lot of it, and, and yeah. everybody had like really interesting ideas too. So we liked it, and it's great to be able to put something out there and get some responses responses for that. So definitely, definitely. thank you guys for participating. Yes, definitely. All right, so we got to wrap this up. This has been a long episode. We uh, we had a lot to say about Universal. Yep. But <laughs> sixty seconds, Sean. What's your what's your your big picture? Your overall final thought? Um, I like Universal, and I think it's a really great place to go. Um, but I would say that it's probably one of those things where it's great if you go on like a really short trip. I, I feel like if you're trying to make a whole week out of it, it's going to get redundant really quick because mm-hmm. again, you could do the whole, you could do both those parks in one day if you plan it right now, when Epic opens up, that might be a different story. But as of right now, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, if you're doing a short trip, it's, it's worth it. But if you're planning on being in the area for like seven or 10 days or something like that, you might want to mix it up and go somewhere else too. So really great. Um, but not something that I would spend a whole lot of time there and just hang out for more than, you know, five or six days. So, and I kind of feel the same way. Um, you know, we're going back in September. I've already mentioned this. We're going back in September. Uh, and I'm, I, I like what they have there. Uh, and I'm excited to see if we have a better experience as far as like, um, service and stuff because of like the capacity, the crowd capacity and whatnot. Right. Um, I will say this, it was a lot more fun to do it with your best friend. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, that's a recap of our uh, separate but together trips to uh, <laughs> uh, to Universal Studios. We both had a really good time, and we look forward to being able to do that again sometime, and maybe to bring you guys some more content uh, along these lines. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But that's going to wrap up another episode of The Caption Life. We hope that you enjoyed listening. Uh, don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to. And go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout out. Tag us in your posts. For more info about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecaptionlife.com. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>